If I'm using this time and if you're going to put this in public, I want to say something. I want to talk about... The day after this interview, Tao Zhang went in for a 30-day stay at the county workhouse, which is to say the county jail. He had failed to contact his PO, which meant he had violated his parole. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing? All right, man. Come in, bro. Come in, man. So, I got a full house here, man. The basement of the duplex where Tao was staying with his mom, girlfriend, and her two kids was small and filled with potted plants waiting out the winter. His mother makes herbal medicines out of them. You'll hear more about her. Come here, sit down. Tao offered me something to eat and introduced me to everyone. Because it was crowded, we exited into the shared stairway and then into the supply room. You may hear the furnace. On Tao's lap was a little person, a baby, almost a toddler. You'll hear her too. And if you're lucky, you'll hear a lonely smoke detector patiently calling out to anyone with a spare 9 volt battery. I recognize this from your uh, Facebook videos. Yeah. yeah. How's your mom doing? Um, she's alright, man. She's, yeah? she is, she is mad because I told her like at the very like, last minute. I told her like two days ago. How's mother had been sick, but she's feeling better. Years and years ago, she hurt her foot while leaving Lao, while fleeing Lao, I should say. You'll hear a little bit about that later on. Not the foot incident, though. She told me that as I left. I'm taking some extra time to introduce Tao Zhang. This interview is a day before imprisonment interview which lends itself to objectification, and I just wanted to make a little bit of an effort to humanize him a little bit. In the furnace room, surrounded by even more potted plants, engulfed in plastic to help them wait until spring, we started the interview. So this is an edited interview. Okay. So that means that if I ask you something you don't want to answer, I'll cut out the whole thing. Oh no! Like me, something. me, I have I have nothing to hide from the community, so we could just go raw. Okay. Here's my introduction for you. You ready? Yep. <laughs> go ahead. You're looking good, by the way. Thanks, man. Um, I mean, that question is kind of a funny question because it implies that you were looking bad before. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Well, I was because I was uh, I was on drugs for about a month and a half. Yeah, yeah, I was off off and on drugs. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, you know, 
a big range or did you have anything anything hard like uh, meth or heroin or yeah of course it's always so you know as a drug addict in recovery uh, yeah it was it was meth and crack cocaine mm. and um, as a volunteer community organizer um, I was struggling through it in the background where nobody knows well I couldn't say nobody knows a lot of people they 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 kind of knew. They figured it out. They, they figured it out. I mean, I mean, you look at my face, they kind of figure it out. My face don't look like my face now, but they, they kind of figure it out. Um, a, a couple of uh, community leaders, they, they pulled me to the side. They were concerned. And mm. so uh, I, I went, um, I think I went live last week that uh, I, I snitched on myself to my, my PO um, that I've been using drugs. We'll do the introduction. Yeah. Tomorrow, Tao Zhang turns himself into the authorities. A parole violation has led to this. Other factors led to the parole violation. From Laos to Sacramento to St. Paul, Minnesota, he and his family have traveled far. He seems part saint, part sinner. He's ran for 6th District City Council, but also smoked cigarettes indoors with his shirt off. Badass. <laughs> I've seen him presumably drunk on the train, but I've also seen him fighting for immigrant rights. And it seems like he used to possibly sell drugs, but is also an ex-felon community advocate who volunteers at the community center. Saint and sinner, that is, or he's just a human being, albeit one with seemingly more energy than most, energy that could either help or harm him. Any right. corrections? I've, I kind of made some presumptions because I don't know your past very well. That's a great presumption, but then if I was to correct that now, I had to pull out American history behind it. And so that, that, well, I guess we'll leave that for another day. Just about then, like why uh, you left Laos? Well, no, we'll see. The, the thing is. Uh, or about the American judicial system. <laughs> yeah, that. So it's, it's meant for us to be criminalized, to be targeted as criminals, you know? Um, so uh, the police targeting me? Okay, let's talk about the police department. You've had a history of getting pulled over, right? Right? January 3rd. Third, and then February 10th, you posted yeah. a video of the whole... It was a very eerie video where you left your camera on and they took you out yeah. of the car. And then they said, is that rice or is that meth? Yeah. So, yeah. What's that about? Is it, it is what it is. So there's a whole bunch of rice <laughs> in the middle section. And then, like... Um, this is the cops searching the car when, you're, um, when you were taken out. Right. And then, uh, you know, all of a sudden, there's eight cops. So I was right behind the, the squad car that's behind my car. And then, um, what you might call it, all of a sudden there's these eight cops. Now they're all swarming to the trunk of the car. And they magically found the drugs. You know? Yeah. And so, you, you, man, that, this game to me, Brother Matthew, this game to me is getting so old, you know? You, you want to hear something uh, sad? What's that? So I'm watching the video. Yeah. White guy. Grew up with around white people. Who do you think I believed? I couldn't tell you, but then the, our background right good. now. I mean, my, my gut was like, those cops, they're just doing their job. They must have found, well, you know. Well, I have a lot of white homies, I'll tell you right now. And um, I could vouch for a lot, of, a lot of white brothers that will have my back more than Asian people. But it, 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 it seriously depends on your, your neighborhood. Mm. So if you were brought up in a certain way from a certain neighborhood you're going to possibly believe that this is another cop episode where the Asian immigrant criminal is going to try to, like, ease his way out. I'm not going to try to ease my way out. Yeah. Another thing on your Facebook page um, that I thought was 
you, you were talking about, you, you kind of tell me like it was a joke when, you know, there's always one CO, there's always one correction right. officer in each one, the one that seems to take particularly, particular joy in. You got a fly? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's a spotter she, she hit it. So in case people are listening, man, I'm with the little girl. She's like 16 months. She just hit herself in the forehead. Got a fly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um. As I'm making that sarcastic remark, I, I want people to know that sexual harassment coming from authorities is, is real. And the sexual harassment you're talking about is they're making, they're making you do a search, bend over, spread your butt cheeks, cough, and they would make you do it over and over again. So that he could have an aggression. Right. I just didn't put that in the story. Mm. But that happens. So, yeah. Well, so, so th- when I kind of started this thing, I'm I've already boxed you in. It's, it's very sensational to say this dude's going, getting locked up tomorrow. What are his final thoughts? It's I'm kind of objectifying you. What what does it feel like for that to be kind of laid upon you? Well, to me, because um, I've I've it, kind of alluded to your good work, but a lot I've right. I've been it's, talking it's, about it's like this, um, brother Matthew. Um, I I did a video before, and um, I go. I go, you, you, you guys can't bring me down. Not you, you, but in general, generally speaking, nobody could bring me down. You know, because even though they look at it, let's say I, I did 10 things. I did nine things good for the community, but here's the one thing I did bad. Now I got to go to jail. What the? So it's like, it's as if those nine things just all of a sudden blew out the window and it doesn't matter anymore. Then mm. what did I do it for? Why did I do it for free? I've been doing it for free since November 2016. You know, I did it for credentials. But see, this, this, it came to this part right here. Credentials don't even matter. Because now, the, now of this one F up, now I got to go do time. Mm. How long are you going away for? A month. A month? For no contact. So why would I want to contact somebody that was, so it's my PO. So why would I want to contact a person that's supposed to financially help me through court order and do their job and, and do their job, but they didn't. So why would I contact them for? Do you, do you feel like um, any of your bad habits are going to come back? I, I did in the next month. I, I mean, no, no. Well, it has to. It just, has to just to, just to survive it there, even though it's only a month at the county at, at the county jail, because you know you can't be no punk, because you know everybody know I sure ain't. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I got to stand up now. Sorry. Oh no problem. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, I, 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 if, if I'm using this time and if you're going to put this in public, I want to say something. I want to talk, uh, talk about all the gangs out there. If you're a real gangbang and if you're really hard, go fight for the community. You know? Go fight against uh, police brutality. See how that works. You know? Go stand up against justice, uh, injustice stuff and see how that works. If, if you're really hardcore, you know? So hardcore don't mean hardcore don't mean that. Oh shoot, man! Even though this guy's bigger than me, I gotta carry a gun. That's not hardcore, man. Hardcore is when you get into the police face because the police is trying to beat up an innocent person of color in your neighborhood. That's hardcore. You know, hardcore is when um, hardcore is when uh, you and your homeboys are are selling rocks at the corner, but you see an old Asian lady that's trying to cross the street, and you go help the old Asian lady cross the street instead, and then you drop the rocks. That's hardcore. So that's, that's what I really want to say.
but we organized around that, and uh, I was part of that group. So, um, yeah, so I, I, you know. Really? Okay, okay. Where? Okay, okay, okay. I got to get her bottles, bro. <laughs> Can we put those on pause? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You Does know. any of this come from your mother? I know you have uh, a lot of reverence for her. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because my mom's a warrior, man, because she's a little girl. You, you so, say that she, um, oh, li- like literally she's like under five feet. Yeah, she's like four nine, bro. Yeah, she's like four nine. So, um, yeah, my, my, mom, my mom never gave up, you know. So she had to cross two countries for us to get to Thailand, for us to get here with four kids. And, and now pretend... Now, me and you are already over five feet, right? We're, we're way over 140 pounds. So now, pretend me and you are carrying this little girl plus an, two, two other kids. Now, plus, plus me and you are nine months pregnant, exactly nine months pregnant. Now, now, here's the catch. Now, me and you are also carrying them, right, dragging them along through the jungle, and then we're carrying two, two not one, but two M16 assault rifles, okay? Now, we got to swim across the river carrying all that stuff. What did she have the uh, weapons for? Um, so it was it was during the aftermath of the Vietnam War when America America didn't lose the war. Uh, that, the story says America lost. No, they just retreated. The war continued, and and we fought the war on be, on behalf of America. Monkey yeah. people did. Yeah. Yeah. After America left uh, Laos and the Hmong people high and dry. After yeah. Right. Yeah. Saying, hey, come fight with us. We'll protect you. We'll help give you the might yeah. of the, and then. Yeah, and so, you know, it was a, it was a losing battle anyways because uh, um, the, the communists in the north, they, they, had, they had Russia. They had, they had all these other countries that, that would provide them more and more artillery to a part where America was just like, well, you know, we, we can't win. Mm. So, you know. Um, so, yeah, they. So, you know. Um, so my, my, my dad was under, uh, CIA command and then, um, my mom had a, you know, escape to Thailand because, you know, Thailand was basically, um, allies with America. So Thailand with the, the refugee camps in Thailand was the safe spot. So when they got me on document that I was born in a refugee camp in Thailand, no, actually I was born on the shore because my mom's water broke underwater while she was swimming across the river with her three kids. So, <laughs> yeah, that's the story within itself, bro. So you got you got a lot of um, a lot lot to live up to. Yeah, so I, I cannot live up to my mom's hype, man. My mom got a lot of hype, so <laughs> I cannot live up to her hype, man. When you grow up, you do, you probably don't have like a father figure or 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 or, or male a male role model, you know, because yeah. they're probably not in the house. Well, why'd you uh, and you used to sell drugs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why'd you do it back in the day? Um, tell the truth. Now that I look back at it, it was to be cool. I mean, we were poor, we were broke, but at the same time, um, I thought I did it for my family. Uh, but the, 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 the money came in too quick. Uh, we, we just stayed in hotels and hotels and had girls, and I never came home. So the, me using the excuse, the excuse as, man, I want to do this so my family could survive, 
that path has slowly, but I don't know how to say this, slowly but drastically at the same time, and <laughs> lost its way. Because now it's too fun, you know? Imagine a 17-year-old like, like in, in, the, in the high roller stakes, you know? And so we're, we're rolling $100 a dice over at the casino. And after that, I just go to my five-star hotel suite. And um, of course, with that came with strong addiction because now you really have it, you know? And so um, I, I stepped back, you know, growing up now, I stepped back, I was like, man, some kids probably getting manipulated going through the same lifestyle right now. They think that they, they bring that, they, they're taking your time away. It's like taking your power away. For one, I never had any power. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, um, for two, it, it, it gives me a lot of time to reflect on how I fuck up myself. Can I say that? Yeah. Yeah. So um, how, how, how I fucked up this past, I say two months. Well, yeah. and, and, and when you said you fucked up the past couple months. It was, uh, it was due to, it was due to me, uh, in a psychosis state of, 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 of using and abusing drugs again. Yep. Yeah. What'd you do? Um, you don't have to say if, if yeah, you I start, I, Yeah, I'll say it. Like, you, you know me. I'll say it. Um, I started smoking meth again. But off and on, right, I, I'm not going to say how it all started because I'm not going to snitch out that part. But um, I thought I could control it. But I couldn't. I started to like lo- I started to slowly lose my way again. But I was this close to like actually sit on the seat as a district six community council. I was this close. You know? Um but I feel I feel like you know, um the sun's always gonna rise again. You know? If I could, if I went that far in this short amount of time, I could do it again. But part of my show is I interview someone, then at the end they write a eulogy for themselves. Well, see me, uh, I always make, I always make a sarcastic remarks about funerals too. Funerals work like this. Um. They're celebrating the life of whoever's deceased. Why do we do that? Why do we wait till they die and then we celebrate their life? Why can't we just do that every day? You know, all I got to do to you, Brother Matthew, is say thank you, you know, and get you a hug and a pat on the back for the work that you did today, right? Why do I got to wait till you die and then go up and speak and say how great of a person you are now, <laughs> right? Man, that person is already dead. They're not going to hear you. So when I die... That's how I wanted to be. I wish that um, whoever is lying, <laughs> whoever still want to kiss my ass, and who still whoever is lying, like they could bury me like upside down, make sure my pants is still down, right? <laughs> so they could, so they could, they could still have an opportunity to kiss me in the ass. That's how I f- that's how I feel. But but no, on, on a serious note, my my eulogy is like um. I, I, I don't want to be buried on, on, on Native American soil without, without uh, proper permission, proper permission from a Native American leader. 
because not, not a lot of us do that. I love that Tao's eulogy was actually just a shout out for indigenous sovereignty. I pushed him a little bit to see if he had something more similar to the type of eulogies we do on this show, and he shared this experience. When you're talking about don't let um don't wait till someone's dead, are are you, do you feel like time is running out for you? Do you feel kind of like in a panic, like things are going to well come fall on there's, away? there's a there's a there's a pistol pointing at my 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 left eye socket on January third, and the other person on the the other side of the pistol was a cop, so I wouldn't know. You know what I mean? So on January 3rd, I mean, I, I was like, man, dude, you know, bring back that memory. I, I don't know. The, the other two cops that hit me, it doesn't even matter no more. Because the cop that was standing over me, pointing that pistol on, on my left eye socket, that, that I was like, man, it, it, it could be any day. Thank you for listening to your eulogy. My name is Matthew Schneeman. Thank you to Tao Zhang for coming on. Tao went, turned himself in on February 19th, 2000, uh, 2019. He will be getting out in about five to 10 days, according to his Facebook. I'll have him back on. We'll do a little recap. Email me with any questions, concerns at youreulogymail at gmail.com. I'd like to hear from you. That's all I got for this episode. Not in general. I've got a lot more.